Life is a canvas. Listen as Dr. Allison R. Tendler and her guests paint the stories of entrepreneurs, executives, and business leaders on her podcast, The Art of Seeing Clearly. Through insightful questions and thought-provoking conversation, Allison and her guests explore the essence of what it means to truly experience life, business, entrepreneurship, love, success, and even failure through a clearer lens. I'm your host, Dr. Allison R. Tendler, board-certified ophthalmologist, surgeon, owner, and CEO of Art Vision and Artisan Skin and Laser Center. I literally get to work every day to help people see better on the 2020 eye chart. But true clarity in life and in business often requires a slightly different kind of vision. I happen to have a passion for learning how other entrepreneurs and leaders find their clarity, and I want to share with you some of their secrets to success. Child's Play Toys is the dream come true for owner Nancy Savage. Nancy grew up in Sioux Falls and spent many days in her youth riding her bike and skipping rope downtown in Sioux Falls. She lived in Sioux Falls until life took her away to cities such as Houston, L.A., Indianapolis, and Seattle. During those years, Nancy's hope was to have a family and eventually return home to Sioux Falls. And indeed, she did. With three stores in Sioux Falls, Nancy has taken the art of retail and children's toys and clothing to the next level. Nancy and her team are ready to help find that perfect toy, outfit, or gift. And they do it with a smile and amazing customer service. So welcome, Nancy, to to The Art of Seeing Clearly. And we're so happy to have you here today. And I can already tell we're going to have an amazing time because we're both in really bright colors, although no one can see us. And we're going to have like, uh, we're going to be like on fire today. I think you're right. Absolutely. I'm ready. (laughs) All right. So when you were a child growing up in Sioux Falls, because you grew up in Sioux Falls here, yeah. um, you know, you've got um, some amazing uh, stores. You're an amazing entrepreneur that have changed the landscape of kind of the, the toy landscape of Sioux Falls. So did you dream someday that you were going to own toy stores, not just one, let alone three? <laughs> no, I didn't have that dream until much later in life, much, much later in life. What was your dream? What so was your, what my your dream was I wanted to be a buyer. And that was my dream. A buyer for what? A clothing buyer. Oh, so like I had worked. Yeah. I was one of those girls that worked at the mall all through high school, all through college. And I remember talking to like my district manager and asked him, what could I do within the company to, you know, move up in the company? Because I knew I didn't want to just, you know, forever be a manager. I wanted to do more than that. And so he suggested being a buyer. And so that was where I had my focus was in buying. And I traveled all around the country and bought for, I always joke that every, every company that I bought for was bought by Macy's. So (laughs) eventually they all ended up owned by Macy's. Exactly. So did you come back then and work at all ever for Macy's? No, I never did. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Interesting. No, no. I worked for, well, so really I started out like as an assistant buyer and I don't, you're from Sioux Falls, so you probably would would um, know this, but um, Michaels and Burks, do you remember Michaels and Burks? Yes. Yes. So I always, for those of us that have been in Sioux Falls for a while or have a few years under our belts. Yes, exactly. I mean, they had, you know, for those of people who don't know, I mean, they had stores throughout the Midwest, but they were based in Sioux Falls and it was local ownership. Mm -hmm. And so once I graduated from college, I applied for a job with them as an assistant buyer. 
And I always joke because so did you go to college to be this, to, to be, be a buyer? buyer? Yeah. Like they have school for that? Well, no, I, I actually, you're going to laugh. I was, I got my degree in math because he, my district manager at the time said that it's so focused on analyzing numbers. and numbers. And so it's really math based. And so that is why I went into math. Do you like was, math? No. <laughs> my my daughter hopefully isn't listening because <laughs> no and you know I look back at that but it got me to where I am now so it, it yes. things work out for how, they're, yes. how they're supposed to yes how they're supposed to. so you went for math to become a a retail buyer yes. did it did it have its purpose has that served you well having that background oh it has education yep it really has. I mean, because we moved all around the country um, at the time. My husband's jobs took us all over the country. Right. And so it was easy for me to to find jobs in different buying offices. And I think people, they really did like that it was a math degree. So intriguing because so, you know, nowadays it's like, well, don't don't go to college to go to do something that you're not going to enjoy or you don't have a passion for or something Yet you saw that as a a item to get you to the next place that you wanted yeah. to go, even though it's like, that is not my forte at all. So that's an interesting twist. Right. How do you, how do you feel like nowadays that would I go just, over? I discourage my daughter from that. Okay. <laughs> but again, I think it's one of those things. Um, and being an entrepreneur, this is one of those things that math really, I, what I did love about it is that I love the challenge. And I yes. think that is the yes. big thing is I liked being challenged and learning new things and doing things that were hard. And so um, I think that was really a lot of why I do did like it. I always look at math as as it was always a puzzle to be solved. Yes, there was always an answer. You, that just, had I like. to, you just had to figure it, you know, try to get to that answer. Right. So like life as well as math, it was mm -hmm. just a puzzle to be solved. It is. Yep, exactly. And I do like having an answer and I do use it. Yeah. You know, I mean, I might not use differential equations, um, but I do use a lot of math every don't day. Test, don't test me on what yeah. those are. I don't remember. I don't even know if I remember. <laughs> Sounds like you do. So that's good. So you were doing retail, um, doing buying yes. for retail. So where did the entrepreneur niche come in? Was this something like brewing? I kind of knew it was going to happen or did it hit you like a ton of bricks one day? Like wham, bam, I'm going to do this. Yep. Well, you know, I come from a, his, my family are entrepreneurs. So ah. my family had businesses in town okay. here in Sioux Falls okay. for years and years. And so I've kind of always, you know, it was you, funny though. My dad discouraged it. He, he just like just, you discourage math now. Right, right. Right. Exactly. It's true. It's true. But it's one of those things where I just, um, had been working for corporate re retail for so long and I worked for this wonderful company and they were sold to another company and we were bought out and I was pregnant then. And so it worked out really well because I ended up getting like a wonderful severance package and, you know, and got to stay home with my daughter for a full year with full pay. You know, it was just wonderful. And, and it was one of those things I, um, you know, was blessed. Uh, we had tried for years to get pregnant and had given up hope mm -hmm. and she was a surprise. And so just the timing of everything mm -hmm. was just perfect for me to stay home with her. Mm -hmm. And I feel so blessed because, you know, it's, I know not all people can. And I just, I felt so lucky to be able to stay home with her. And so we would go to toy stores and go okay. to bookstores okay. and it started hitting me then. Well, one thing I missed my mom and dad and wanted to move home. Okay. And, um, and it started hitting me that, you know, I love downtown Sioux Falls. That's 
that's where my dad, um, where their my family business was okay. for years. They had Maxwell. It was Maxwell Hotel Supply, Maxwell's, okay. and um, on Maine. And so I just really was thinking, I really want to start putting together a business plan. So like how many entrepreneurs out there like think I want to run a business mm -hmm. and how many of us would be like, oh, we need a business plan. So you, you already kind of knew these things. Right. Even speaking like that, I wouldn't have known like, hey, we're going to have a business plan. Right. All right. So tell me about starting that business plan. So luckily, um, the SBA was having a seminar one time when I was back visiting Sioux Falls with my daughter. And my mom encouraged me to go. And I learned so much from that. Speaking of the business plan, speak, I mean, there were so many things that I learned from going to this SBA conference that they had in Sioux Falls. And I really learned that you need a lot of people to help you, that you can't do it on your own. And that's mm -hmm. where they stress that so much in that meeting. Mm -hmm. And I really feel like that is my number one advice for people is that you really ask for help. If you don't know that area, if you don't know accounting, if you don't know, you know, if you're not an attorney, if you, you need to have those people surrounding you to help you um, more than, you know, just even in our store right now, um, we have people that are really good merchandisers, people that do really well at sales, people that are really good helping me buy. There's all different. And I love fostering that and that we all need each other mm -hmm. because I know I can't do it all. How would you advise somebody who feels paralyzed maybe by the fear of the un, like not knowing, not knowing who to ask, not knowing where to go, how to start? Right. What would be your advice with that? Um, I would tell them that there are people there to help and there are so many good organizations. Um, the South Dakota Business Development Center, I worked on my business plan for a couple years and I again was paralyzed by the business plan. I started working on it. I would go to coffee shops. We moved to Seattle and we would go to coffee shops and my daughter would play. She was like three at the time. And I just knew having worked my whole life, I was getting antsy that I wanted to do more and I needed to get, you know, something going. And so I was working on the business plan and I couldn't finish it. I just could not get the numbers all to figure out. And I Don't talk you think sometimes the longer you like are working on something, the less you're going to maybe figure it out right. and like just want to give up. You start going in circles <laughs> and you just, yes, you do. But luckily I, someone gave me um, somebody's number at the South Dakota Business Development Center. And within two meetings of an hour each, we had all the financials done. And I was like, I had struggled with that. And here's a math major struggling I with know. the financial yeah, numbers. Yep, yep. So let's get back to the why though. Why toys? I haven't heard that yet. Well, you know, it's funny because um, the why is I was going to do maternity. It would fun to like be an yeah. owner of a toy store. It really is. <laughs> I love it. I have so much fun. But I was thinking maternity because at that time in my life, I was looking for maternity clothes when, and I couldn't find any anywhere. Mm -hmm. But the more I started looking into maternity, I was like, this just is the, mm -hmm. it's not sustainable. It's just really, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, women, you know, you run out of time where it's, you know, mm -hmm. you lose your customers you lose your customer after base. time. Correct. And so once we started finding, you know, when going to the toy stores, I just fell in love and was like, this would be the ideal thing for me. I love retail. I love working with people and toys. I mean, it's so much fun. 
It really is. <laughs> What's what was one of your uh, favorite childhood toys? Favorite childhood toys would be. Oh my goodness, that no one's asked me that question. That's a good question. Um, let's see, favorite. You know, it's silly, but I love jump roping. And I would go outside like all night long after school and try to see how many doubles I could do and triples I could do. And I loved my jump rope. <laughs> you know what? And that that brings back to just the whole concept of your industry. It doesn't have to be this thing that buzzes and dings and lights up. It can be something as simple as a jump rope right. to give to give joy yeah it's and, true and, you know build build muscles build memory muscles build skills i think that's that's awesome so you opened your first store in 2009 2009 yeah and you now have three stores when did the second store come out so the second store was perfect timing it was in november of 2019 <laughs> well that's kind of when i opened my office too it was yes. just a little before that but lead me into that. What what made you decide like now is the right time to scale? Because a lot of people, it's like, do we want to just have our, our singular business? Do you look at scalability? What do you do now? You have three stores. But what was that finally gave you the gumption or the feeling like it's a right time to scale? Right. Well, you know what? I really had been kind of looking for a while. And I think when when pieces fall into place, when like I had a good manager mm -hmm. and I had just all mm -hmm. the right people there mm -hmm. that I didn't feel like I needed to be at the store 24 seven. Mm -hmm. And so once you mm -hmm. have those good people in place, mm -hmm. um, that makes all the difference in the world. My, um, my manager is my sister-in-law. So I trust her implicitly and she does wonderful work. And so once that really fell into place, um, that was when I started thinking, okay, mm, I can do something more. That yeah, it makes sense when you've got that good team behind you. It really does. You, you know, you know that you can exit a little bit and maybe then take on the adventure of, yes. of another responsibility. Right, right. Was it easier the second time? Um, this the third time was was much, much easier. easier. And okay. and honestly, my sister in law, my sister in law and I, we shouldn't be left alone because we um the the situation there was we went and looked at the space. Um, and we both looked at each other and we're like, this is perfect. This is a no brainer. And so it was one of those things that we just, it was, um, it was easy. We knew what to do. We knew where to go for mm -hmm. everything, you know, when you started, what were some of the unique challenges that you faced as you were beginning right. to open any, anything that you can share that might help others? So let's see. Well, we opened in 2009, which was a recession. Another portion yes, of a recession. Yes, exactly. We went into another one. So Right, right. And I'll never forget somebody, um, you know, one of the news stations was asking about, you know, um, why now? Why would you, you know, would, would you know, and and what I I still believe this. Children are always going to have birthdays and always there's always going to be Christmas. And so and I and I really do feel like even during tough times that, you know, people really really want to make their children comfortable and make them feel normal, the normalcy of it all. So I think, um, but so that special gift yeah. that makes them feel like I'm a, I'm a kid, but I'm loved. Right. Know? Right. That it's not scary that things mm -hmm. haven't changed so mm -hmm. much. And I think that was really mm -hmm. during COVID, um, a thing where, you know, um, it was that 
that was just so interesting that time. Mm -hmm. I mean, for everybody and, mm -hmm. and the word pivot, you know, definitely. Um, how, well, how did you guys quote unquote pivot? How did, what was the challenge you faced and a, a you know, something new and better that might've come out of that situation right. for you? And there was, there was so much that we learned and so much that it forced us into doing that we had never really thought of before. Um, we had a website and I'll never forget. I closed the doors and I don't remember the exact date that I closed the doors, but um, I left the store and went home and I looked at my website and did we you have a panic attack over your website? I did. I just, I really, I just started crying because I was like every single item said out of stock. We hadn't updated it in probably over a year. I had thought about like getting rid of the website. And instead what we did was increase the website and that was our main focus. And that really helped us. And do you feel like your website is still strong today and it's still a valuable asset for people buying? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I mean, we sell all over the country. I mean, it's, it's Whereas so before you would not have. No, no, we wouldn't. And the other thing that as far as a local level goes, people um, look at the website and then come into the store and use it as a tool to, you know, and say, OK, I saw this and this on your website. Can you show me in person? And so mm -hmm. they may or may not be buying it from the website, but they're using the website to make their purchase. Mm -hmm. I feel like I mean, I've been in your store several times as well. Again, thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> I feel like toys, some of those things are things you want to, I'm, I'm a very tactile person. And so kind of like shopping for clothes in a way, but shopping for toys, yes. you kind of want to touch it, feel it, play with it, see what it is, right. unless you absolutely know that toy backwards and forwards. Right. I still feel it's such a personal buying decision. I find it difficult. It's not just like, I'm just going to go pick this thing up because right. you're trying to match that toy to that child or that gift yes. that you want to, um, to oh. really, um, you know, again, just match them up. Right. Well, and I think, you know, and just talking about that, um, you know, our downtown store, we expanded after two years into clothing. Mm -hmm. And so, um, and, and I hadn't been to market since 2019 and just back to the mm -hmm. touching and knowing the product and knowing what you're getting, um, doing a zoom call, buying clothes was a necessity at the time. But when I went back this year and was able to see and to find new brands and to, I mean, so it's so exciting to, to come in and to actually, you know, me buying for the store to see things in person makes a difference too. So I know people coming into the store, how important it is. Mm -hmm. Now you said you added a clothing line. When we are talking about businesses, a lot of us are told to focus, 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 right. keep your, keep your core focus. Yes. What made you decide to get a little out of your core focus of toys? Right. Well, you know, and, and I have been told that and I do completely agree with that, but I feel like it all fit in the same niche. So mm -hmm. um, when we opened, we had toys and books mm -hmm. and we didn't open the clothing section until two years later. Mm -hmm. And um, so it's a different market. So um, so that does add more work for me but it's the same customer. Mm -hmm. So when we market, it's the mm -hmm. same customer. We added candy um, mm -hmm. a few years ago. It's mm -hmm. been like three or four years ago. And it, that's just been such a great addition because it just fits so well um, yes. with the whole, the whole concept. And it's really all the same customer. That is, that is why. So you're not marketing to two different markets. My business here, it's 
you know, it's all under one roof, but there are kind of two different marketing, you know, right games you have to play with slightly different clientele. Yet our old global uh, overall feeling um, is the same and yes. how we want to educate and make people feel is the same. Um, so I, I understand Yes. What year? I understand what you're saying. Although I think yours is easier because your marketing gets to stay the same. It does know, exactly the same. The same. So yep. very and yeah. very intriguing. So you've lived all over the country. Yeah. Where's where's one of your favorite places? I mean, besides Sioux Falls, of well, course. Sioux Falls, but, obviously, but is number obviously. one. So, yeah. like, <laughs> what what did the travel experience or or living elsewhere teach you that you're you know able to like? That was a great experience. I'm so glad I got to have that. Right. You know, really everywhere was part of the journey, Mm -hmm. I think, you know, and you learn from people and from different experiences. I've learned so much from different, you know, people that I worked with at at the different companies that were bought up by Macy's and, (laughs) um, and the cities themselves. Like, um, I would say my, it's hard to pick a favorite because I loved Indianapolis, because Indianapolis was much more like Sioux Falls. We had lived Mm. in other places in LA and, and, you know, and I really did like Seattle too. We lived on Bainbridge Island um, Mm. when we were out in the Seattle area. And that was just a beautiful, memorable time Mm. with my daughter. We went to parks every day. (laughs) It was gorgeous. So, um, so as far as, um, let's talk a little about your daughter. Do you mind talking about her just no, a, a smidgen? Yeah. Yeah. Um, her name is Bella, correct? Yes. Isabella. Yeah. So that's just, just beautiful. So, I mean, you're a mom to her. So does she, uh, does she have the entrepreneurial niche as well To Does she, is she working at the store? Does she help you out? What? what? Is- she does help out like just during the holidays. She okay. has her other job which she loves. She works at the West Mall 7. She loves it there (laughs) and absolutely loves movies, but she does help out over the holidays. And she's always really helped me. One of my favorite stories is my, um, my reps would bring us piles of books to read. And so when she was younger, I would read them to her. And as she got older, we would take turns reading. So it was a really good, like every night we'd go to bed and I'd read one and she'd read one. And then we'd have a pile. Yes. For the store. No, or maybe. And so we, we would read these books and there was one book we read. It was called the book with no pictures. We still carry it. My number one selling book. And I read that book to her and she, she was older, like 11 or 12 and laughed belly laugh like hysterical laughter at this book <laughs> and ever i mean that book when you if you haven't I, read no, it i haven't I'm, i wrote it down i'm like I oh yeah go get that book it is so funny it makes adults say funny things and funny <laughs> noises and it's just and i was so shocked that she thought it was so funny so so she has been my product tester all that's through fabulous. so <laughs> yeah that's fabulous what, um, not that she's going to go into entrepreneurship, but what lesson or lessons would you want her to be able to learn from your life journey of being an entrepreneur? Well, it's, um, you know, she's seen it all firsthand and seeing how it it's a lot of work, but it does open up opportunities as well. Um, you know, she, the best thing she could have ever well, I mean, there's a lot of wonderful things, but she went to like a conference Mm -hmm. and they had to do like who they admire most. And for her to put me down, just, I mean, I still get all teary thinking about it because that means so much to me that she sees it now. At first, when she was younger, she didn't get it. She didn't, you know, I stayed home with her until she was almost five. And so in the beginning, it was that kind of like almost another child. 
yeah. where it took time away from her. Yes. And now time she's at sees night. It. Time, sometimes yes. you don't want to take it away from books or anything like that. Right. But yeah, no, I mean, it, nurture and baby that yep. business. And I, but I've always said, you know, she's number one, but she does understand now what I was doing and the freedom that it gave me, even though it's they a lot of that. work. What does that mean? The freedom that your business gave you? Well, I mean, just being able to like come and talk to you today. I mean, it's mm-hmm. like because I've, you know, we've grown enough now that I have great people that I trust. Mm-hmm. Now I can do things that I, you know, maybe if I was working in my old jobs in corporate retail, I wouldn't have been able to do. I wouldn't have been able to go to her play at, you know, two o'clock in the afternoon and and see the play. And so there's things that I think we're fortunate as entrepreneurs. What opportunity do you feel that being a business owner has, you know, given you beyond, you know, being able to do those things, but any other like um, uh, growth opportunities that you have been able to be a part of because you had your own small business? And you know what? Absolutely. There's so many things when you say that I think about um, being able to give back. And that really, you know, you learn, the older you get, the more you learn about giving back and how important that is and how, you how know, we go the through be- these different stages. Yes. Of- In the beginning, I was just so worried about paying the rent, you know, and getting things. And as you grow, you learn that it's like, that's what's, that's what it's about, that being able to give back, um, you know, people come for donations and we're always more than happy. You know, we have a process that you go through to get them. But um, there's so many things that just are, you realize the bigger picture. I think that's a, that's a wonderful opportunity to be able to get to that point. Yes. And that's a, that's part of the journey of also kind of, I think, growing, uh, maturing as well right. in, in who we are as, as people. And if our businesses can help us become that, mm-hmm. that's that's uh, fabulous. So with three locations, I mean, there's quite a bit of staff, I presume as well. Yeah. Um, so what qualities do you find that your business, um, you know, requires or what do you look for in the people that you hire and work with? Do you have um, a, a system of how you go about hiring? You know, we do. And it's, um, you know, my sister-in-law helps me a lot, Christy, with, with hiring people. Okay. And so really we're looking for people that obviously have a positive attitude. Um, to me, that's one of the biggest things because people, they can learn the product, they can learn how we like to do things, but if they have a positive attitude, to me, that is the most important. We interviewed somebody the other day and I was just laughing. She was making me laugh so hard. I was like, okay, she's tired. So oh, that's, that's awesome. I mean, you have to be able to have fun. Yes. But um, I think, you know, there's so much for us customer service, obviously. And I think mm-hmm. any business customer service is the most important thing. And mm-hmm. so if somebody has a positive attitude, I think that spills over into good customer service. Mm-hmm. Any special question you ever ask? Um, like I ask what question. their favorite toy is. So <laughs> that I've never been asked to myself, but I ask what their favorite toy is. So oh, that's great. <laughs> um, speaking of favorite toys, anything like any themes coming up in the toy world that all of us as parents right. or grandparents or uh, aunts and uncles should be looking at for our, know, for our family. It's so interesting. All the, like, it's always something really trendy right now. It's called the PB and J's, which are, um, they are plush 
uh, plush ball jellies, PB and J's. Oh, and so you squeeze them. Yeah. And so they're soft, kind yes. of like, yes. like plush on the outside, but then you squeeze them and they have that kind of funny texture. Yes. Um, and I always say they're not a forever toy because they will explode and kids <laughs> tend to pick at them and try because there's little beads inside. So they try to pick at them, but it's one of those things that is just hot. We, um, over Easter, sold through rack after rack after rack, oh, and fun. we have Halloween in right now. We'll have Christmas in, so it's fun. Super fun. <laughs> yeah. Always, always changing. What's one of the traditional toys that you have in your store that just never goes out of style? You know, Slinky. We always have Slinkies. We all. I mean, there's so many things people always love when they come in and say, "Oh, that's I." You know, I had that as a kid, and. A lot of games. We have Clue. We have Risk. We have those never go out of style. Exactly. Always good. Uh, getting back to some of your employees that I want to want to ask. Like, do you do any special type of employee training that that helps onboard your process and anything that sits sticks out is like this is unique for us? We really do a lot of shadowing, and okay. so that's really you know because. I feel like we've got so many good people that have been with us for so long and which I love. I mean, I'm just so, the, so, so fortunate. The uh, longevity and loyalty factor too. Oh, absolutely. Speaks, speaks words about yeah. you and your business. Too, well, right? I mean, I just feel so fortunate okay. to be able to, and a lot of the people like, and this is, you know, something as an entrepreneur, um, especially in retail, a lot of people I've met that we've hired have been our customers. And so that is something that, I mean, I, I, a lot of them, I mean, it's always, we find some of the very best, you know, because we have the discount, we don't offer a ton of benefits, but because we offer the discount and a lot of times they're in shopping for their children, it's a great part-time job. Mm -hmm. We have a lot of part-time people that, you know, work maybe eight to 12 hours a week. Mm -hmm. And so that works out really well because in fact, one of the gals that works with us, she works more than that. She's worked for, for years with us, but she's got a bunch of kiddos and we always joke because she, um, I, sh I should be careful because her husband wouldn't want to hear this, but she's our number <laughs> one in sales um, as far as what she buys. And <laughs> even after the discount, we joke about that. that. Is, that's, a, that's a good thing. To no do. names are being used today. <laughs> What's one of the best pieces of um, uh, advice that you've been given as a as an entrepreneur business owner? You know, I always go back to that um, finding good people to help in categories that you don't know. I mean, that really was mm -hmm. the best advice that I had. And that's the advice that I always give mm -hmm. to, to new entrepreneurs is find people that um, don't that are better at what you don't know. Mm -hmm. What did your parents teach you? I asked, I, asked, I asked you what your daughter might be learning yes. from you, but what did you, yeah, what did you learn from your parents? As I think similar to what my daughter learned because mm -hmm. hard work, I mean, that is my parents both worked very, very hard and um, they were very frugal. They were, you know, it was one of those things where they grew up at a time, especially where, you know, you really watched your money. And I think that's, you know, important still today. And um, I, my dad, I mean, he, I remember he had a handwritten ledger and if I took out a loan from him, he had it down there and I was on his ledger. <laughs> how do you feel that that has set you up for today? You know, to how you either run life or right. run your business. They were such good examples. I really feel like I was fortunate to have people in my life that had 
had been entrepreneurs. Um, my mom had a business as well. And I watched her do that. And, you know, and also believing then that I could do anything, you know, I mean, I think a lot of people, that's what I tell my daughter, you know, you know, you always hear, well, that's really hard to do or really a hard field to get into or really, well, somebody does it. So why not you? Amen. Yeah. There's there's our theme for today. Somebody yeah. does it. Why not you? Yep. <laughs> I love it. I love it. What's one of the things, I mean, beyond, um, you know, kind of kicking butt and going out there and, and running it, um, a successful business that now has scaled, what's something else that you're really like, I'm beyond business. What are you proud of? What's one thing that you're like most proud of in life? Most proud of in life? Well, yeah, my daughter, but <laughs> but other than that, I mean, of course, um, I really like and that's highly worthy. Yes, yes absolutely. Absolutely. But, um, but I've been fortunate to serve on a few boards in town and I, I only do it if I feel like it's something that is going to make a difference. Um, when I first um, opened the store, I was on the parking advisory board, which was important to my business. But more than that, now I've, I've been on other ones where I just feel like um, the downtown Sioux Falls board were growing so much. And I, I always tell my daughter that we live in a community that has such good leaders and everybody has to do their part. And you go to mm -hmm. some other cities and you see what they look like and the way, you know, they're just streets are the way they're set up. Um, Sioux Falls were so very fortunate to have the leadership that we have. And I think, you know, that was another thing showing my daughter that, you know, we can be part of this. We can, we can, you know, help and do our part to make this a better community, to make it the best community um, ever. Mm. Well, that little girl, well, she's not so little anymore. No, she's, no. she's, she's, <laughs> she's, she's in her last year of school. Um, is got to be very proud to have you as her mom. Aww, so, well, that's I'm proud of her too. Oh. <laughs> So what are some of the things that you do for you to help you see your life as clear as possible? What are some of the things you might have done in the past? And what are some things that you still might currently do? Like, how does Nancy get control of Nancy to keep oh you you and whole? I meditate most mornings. And that is something that I started doing like, oh gosh, maybe five, six, seven years ago. Okay. And that really grounds me just to have some quiet time to really, you know, and it's, I used to think of it as kind of a luxury. And now I realize it's more of a necessity. It's just that time where you can reflect and um, well, meditation isn't really reflecting. Meditation is, you know, you know what meditation is. It's really, yes, but I don't, I don't do it. I might do it in a different fashion right um what does meditation do for you clears your mind it just there's so much going on and and sometimes i'll get distracted and i'll think about things and but um but meditation has really helped me my daughter will even say to me you didn't meditate today did you because <laughs> it does it grounds me and keeps me calm mm -hmm. um because um, as you can tell, I'm pretty high strung and always moving. I'm very energetic. Yes. Yeah. And we've got the bold colors on today, we do. right? Yes. I, yes. That's right. And so it's just, I think um, meditation is just one of those things that I really just really grounds me and makes me um, more focused. Mm -hmm. What are some things um, that you enjoy doing that also bring a similar 
this is who Nancy is moment. You know what? Um, walking my dog. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's simple, these little simple mm-hmm. things. And and again, learning as you go along that those are the things that are Amen. just, yeah. I mean, every night going for a walk with my dog is just, we walk through the park and I'm always, every single night, I swear, I walk through that park in McKinnon Park and think, we are so lucky to have this, you know, and, and I think being grateful, um, that is something, again, part of the meditation, part of walking, walking Molly is being grateful that, you know, for every day, every day that I, and I, you know, I'll step out of bed in the morning too, and just say, I'm so lucky, you know, this is, it's another day I get to, to get up and be in the world. (laughs) I love that, that, and no wonder you seek employees who are also that positivity because yeah. you exude that positivity. Have you always been that way? Has, well, was it has it ever been a struggle to get yes. to this point of well, feeling this gratefulness? And it's not always positive. that way. I mean, obviously, yeah. I mean, I get stressed too, and I what? know, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> especially during the holidays. It's you know, and I love the holidays, but it's a very stressful time. It's a very busy time. And it's exhausting because, you know, we're working, you know, most of us six, seven days a week. And so that part, you know, we're trying to find ways where we don't have to work so much where we can, you know, hire enough employees that we can kind of relax a little bit more and enjoy the holidays. That's always my goal. But there are times when it's stressful. So I don't want it to seem like I'm not, you know, that everything is perfect and all roses and all easy. And that's, that's, that's true too. We, but you're still, you're still grateful. If you think positively, you move towards positive goals and actions. If that doesn't mean that you also don't have your struggles. Your business doesn't have its struggles. You don't have employee issues. I mean, all those right, all right. those kind of things. Yep, you hit you absolutely. That's yeah. exactly true. Was there anything that triggered you feeling like you needed to go into that meditation? Like what what was going on? It's like I need to make it. Was it like I need to make a change? Was there anything right. that led you to that moment of well, finding the, that for yourself? Absolutely, the stress. I mean, I don't think I can pinpoint one thing, but it definitely, um, you know, just feeling overwhelmed because there's a lot and as an entrepreneur and that's every year I learn more and more um and so I think every year I've gotten a little bit more control and don't you know in the beginning I mean the stress it was just think you have control right right and And that's the other part of it too I think we we have to realize we don't necessarily have control how are we going to control how we respond exactly you're right I mean the response and that's what I think being grateful does because you, you know, try to control that response. And, you know, seriously, five, six, seven years ago, I mean, I would get more frustrated with things and the meditation has really helped me to not always remain calm. You'll talk to my associates at the store and talk to, they'll be like, what is she talking? (laughs) But in life in general, I feel Mm -hmm. much more grounded than I did five, six, seven years ago. It's I'm not surprising, but yet surprising how many people that I have interviewed um, who also meditate uh-huh. and in, in they're in, you know, leadership positions and how they truly just speak meditation. My meditation is more going for a walk, exercising, yeah. those kind of things that free my mind, allow me to right. maybe think a little differently, those kind of things. But it's not truly meditating as you right. state, but it's 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 amazing to see that how important that stillness time is for so many um, in very similar positions 
It's amazing how it clears your mind. And I think, mm-hmm. and I do think walking is a form of meditation, you know, um, if you're just out for a walk in nature, mm-hmm. that absolutely can be meditation. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not that you have to sit there and go, you know, especially do, when um, you're like hard <laughs> to like sit down and be still. Right, right. right. Which was hard <laughs> for me in the beginning. Everything distracted me. It was like my dog would, you know, be making funny noises and I like, yeah now you ruined my meditation. (laughs) And now I just tune it all out. (laughs) It's beautiful. Well, thank you so much, Nancy, for spending a little bit of time with us telling about your your history, how you got to be an amazing toy entrepreneur, where that's headed, and a little bit about who makes you you and one of the amazing uh, businesses in our community that brings brings joy and hopefully delight to those who give the gift as well as the children who are able to receive those. So thank you for what you do. And as you said, um, you know, somebody's got to do it. So why not you? So just go for it. Go for it and do it. Thank you so much, Nancy, for spending a little bit of time with your art of seeing clearly. Thank you so much for having me. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.